Pimelo Mutine on SAFM. So this past weekend, we saw the crowning of newly uh, appointed a crowned Miss SA 2020, Tsudu Musida, who really just glowed. I don't know what you made of her, uh, but I just think such a spectacular one and such a gorgeous, gorgeous young lady. I want to just play you some clips from that particular evening. For the final round, each contestant has just 30 seconds to inform all of us what it is that they stand for and what we can expect them to champion should they take the coveted title. First to take to the mic, Shudufatso. It is important for education to be prioritized in our society, to change the narratives about mental health that exist. We have a collective responsibility to destigmatize and inform how we as a society view mental health. For any change to come about in our communities, we need to tackle the mind, the powerhouse. If the mind is conquered, we will go nowhere. As Miss South Africa, I'll be a representative of the beauty, resilience, and diversity that exists in this country. Thank you. This is it. The most amazing, life-altering moment of the 62nd Miss South Africa title is... So that was the moment that saw us crown the 2020 Miss South Africa, Shurufazo Musida. And I just think what a what an, an, an amazing cause that she's picked to focus on, on mental health. And I think it's just for me such a, an important point, especially at a time like this. I remember thinking... Um, I think a while back this year when all of us were just confronted with COVID-19 that I, I don't remember the world, really the entire world, not only South Africa, being as as down as it has been in a long time. So everybody seemed to be under a cloud. And the only thing that was going to get us through and over this really difficult patch was mental health. So we all needed to find a way in which we can um, just survive the darkness of what it is that we were seeing in front of us. So something like that being highlighted, but such a, a wonderful, beautiful Miss South Africa. Well, I think for me, such a, a wonderful moment. So she joins us now actually on the line. Shirufato, thank you so much for making the time to, to talk to us. Congratulations and welcome to SAFM. Thank you so, so much, and thank you for having me. I just want to pick up a little bit on what you talked about, mental mm. health. Mm. What, what made you highlight mental health, or at least pay attention to how important mental health is for all of us? Mental health is something that I've engaged with or have dealt with firsthand, and I realized how it starts with a simple conversation um, when you have a conversation um, about mental health, you're breaking so many stigmas in society because mental health is a conversation that's engaged with not to re- rehabilitate our society, but rather to shame. You hear people saying that you're crazy or you're so bipolar, like loosely saying that and not realizing the implications that it has. Right now, we're living through a pandemic where people have lost their jobs, have lost loved ones, have been on lockdown for like, they were in lockdown for five months, not being able to go anywhere. There's so much that needs to be said in our society. There's so much healing that needs to be done. And I think it's time that we have that conversation now. 
you know, you, you're going to be obviously engaging with a lot of South Africans through a very difficult time. As you said, you know, we, we've got a pandemic ahead of us. We, we can't mm. gather too much. We can't do so much. How mm. are you going to navigate yourself in this very difficult space? I think it's already started. The work has already started. The fact that you and I are having a conversation about mental health right now mm. is a good beginning where a lot of people are listening. A lot of people are going to be thinking about mental health and their own state of mind. And I think that's a very good start. Uh, obviously, there, there are many restrictions due to COVID, but then us talking about it right now is, is, is a very great beginning whereby people will start engaging with it, not as a way to, 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 to shame other people, but to educate themselves and get the help that they need if necessary. Mm. What do you think and what do you hope young people, you know, young people listening to you uh, will take from from everything that you've been speaking about? I think the biggest thing that we all need to hear is that it's okay not to be okay. Mm. I think sometimes we aspire to be okay, even in times of a pandemic where it's not, sometimes it's not actually possible. Uh, the greatest thing that I heard at the beginning of, of, of lockdown, I was, I, was going, I was going through it, actually, at the beginning of lockdown because there was so much happening and you expect it to be okay under those conditions. Mm-hmm. But then um, I was told that don't focus, on the small, don't focus on the big victories right now. Focus on the small victories, waking up and taking a walk. Uh, even when people are making banana bread, those are small victories. And then you build up and you build up and you get to the, to the big victories. Be kind to yourself. Mm-hmm. Remember to be kind to yourself because you're living through a pandemic. It's not a normal time. Yes, it's the new normal, but then it's still a lot to adjust to. So remember to be kind to yourself. Remember that it's okay not to be okay, but it's also okay to get help. It's okay to speak about mental health. It's okay to relinquish the power um, that mental health takes away from us. When one looks at your journey, one can also argue that you're an advocate for education. I am very concerned about the um, the cluster outbreaks that we're hearing are taking place at uh, universities because parties are happening at the moment. And so we're seeing these, these COVID-19 outbreaks. What do you want to say to, to young people who, who are at least, I suppose, behaving in an appropriate manner at a time like this? I think it's like we all have a collective responsibility. I mean, people always say government should do this, government should do that, but then it's also up to us as, as, as civilians to, to adhere to COVID-19 regulations. It's, it's, adhering to COVID-19 regulations is a commitment to rebuilding our society. When you go out and you break COVID-19 regulations, you are not only endangering others, but then you're endangering an entire society. Um, it, it's about having respect for for. for for not only yourself, but our entire society and, and committing to rebuilding that. I mean, it's not an easy time. Sometimes uh, we have that slip up where we forget to wear a mask. And it's normal because um, uh, it's not something that we were used to. But then consciously making the decision that, you know what, I need to, to, to follow these regulations in order to, to, to build a better society. Why is it important for you to continue your educational journey as you have? Um, as I said on, on Saturday night, education was the tool that my grandparents used to empower their children. Um, I believe that through that, those, the dreams that I have for myself were validated by that education. Mm. I come from a village where we didn't really have much growing up. But then through the education of my mother and her, and her educational empowerment and her economic empowerment, I was able to have a better future. Uh, I think education is a tool that makes dreams a reality, that makes dreams um, uh, va- valid. Uh, but access to opportunity as well is quite important because it makes those dreams a reality. Uh, education is the, 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 the tool that can help rebuild our nations and empower so many people, especially women in our societies. You know, So I believe education is a tool that, makes, um, that, that breaks barriers and changes the narrative. 
you know, you, you raise something also that is very important, the fact that you come from a village. There are so many yes. people who come from circumstances like this who have completely just given up, who don't think services are there around them, who think that nobody sees or hears them or even remembers that they exist. What do you say to those young people? Well, you have every single right to feel that way because in most cases it is like that. I come from a village where some people don't even have water. Mm. Um, the last time I was there, I was there two weeks or three weeks ago. Mm. And while I was there, people were lined up wanting to get water. Mm. Um, I think I think it's up to not only it's not only up to to speak to people like me, but like uh, government as well to give people hope. Um, I think it's, it's, it would be very selfish of me to say that, no, be hopeful, be this, be that. Obviously, circumstances change, mm. but our government also needs to invest in these people. Uh, I know what it feels like to be hopeless, but then if people don't even have basic needs and basic necessities, such as water, then we have a problem, which is where mental health comes in again. How do you expect people to have a sound state of mind if they don't even have food? Um, I want to just ask you something quite silly about the first night as Miss South Africa. Mm. What did you do mm. when you finally left the stage? When I finally hit the stage on Saturday night, right? Yes, when you left the stage and it maybe it didn't hit you then. When did it hit you that you are actually Miss South Africa? Let me tell you a secret. It still hasn't hit me yet. <laughs> I am literally floating around and I'm like, okay, this is my life now. <laughs> And then you were like, Miss South Africa. And I'm like, oh, wow, I'm Miss South Africa. It's like small reminders every single day. Because when I hit the stage, yes. when, when it happened, I, like, I literally couldn't breathe for a second and then it hit me. So I had to re and say, people keep asking me, what are you doing with your ears? I was, I was re Like, I had to remind myself to relax. And then I told my mom, I'm like, okay, this is real. And then straight from this, like, press conference, media, uh, talking to people, but you don't actually have the time to actually, like, let it sink in. Yeah. But sometimes when I'm alone, like the first thing I did when I woke up the next day, I yes. took my phone to see if this was real. I couldn't take off my covers because I was, I was, I covered my face with my covers, my covers because I thought I was living in a dream. Like, no way, this is not real, not me. And then I, I opened, and then I opened my phone and then I realized that I posted that I'm a South African. I'm like, okay, this is very much real. <laughs> and then I, 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 I woke up, took a shower. And then I had to go to my to my media engagement. I'm like, okay, this is real. I'm in South Africa. But in, in as much as I'm saying that and I'm reminding myself, <laughs> it still doesn't feel real. I mean, like it's, my it's... life is a 360. Was it 180? I think it's 180. And so let's let's talk about actually the reality of what has changed. So you you're moving, right? You're moving into this new place now that you'll call yeah. home for a year. I am moving to. Uh, my, my, my apartment. Yes. Um, I'm sure my mother's happy because she's like, oh, finally, <laughs> you get to leave the nest. Uh, I'm moving to my first apartment, but more, more than that, you know, I was so happy on stage when I realized I won. Yeah. I realized that I was employed. Oh. I was so, I was, I was so scared sure. for the following year because I was like, oh my God, wow. uh, we're facing a really important issue in our country, which is unemployment. I'm wow. So to be blessed with a job, I was like, oh, my God, I have a job. Mm. And then I realized, oh, my God, I have an apartment. Mm. And then people remind me of all the prizes that I actually mm. um, uh, that I actually got. And I'm not really aware of them because my biggest thing was to actually wow. have uh, a job, wow. you know. And, and that, you know, for me, that hits home. That hits home about the reality of so many young people. We talk mm. about unemployment as just numbers, as, as stats. But that's mm. what you live with. Every day there is this preoccupation about, well, what's going to become of me? I may be educated, but I'm unemployed. It's not enough. People think educa- like education is a tool that actually affords us uh, 
a chance at actually having opportunities in life, right? Mm. But the sad reality is that's why I was saying the access to opportunities uh, are, are, are the, is, uh, is the tool that, that brings dreams a reality because education can validate those things. But if you don't have access to opportunities, mm. it really doesn't, doesn't, doesn't matter because you see a, a lot of people standing saying that I've got a PhD in this mm. and then they can't get a job. Mm. So imagine that I was thinking about next year thinking to myself, mm. oh my God, what am I going to do, you know? Wow. Um, but then at the same time, I had this hope in my heart because throughout this journey of South Africa, we were being empowered with so many tools mm. to say that listen, you can uh, practice agency, you can be an agent of your own future. Mm. So it was it was it was very um, it was very uh, reassuring to hear that and to, to be on such a platform that you know that even if you are just a finalist, your life will change forever. But um, I'm so thankful to the organisation because. Mm. Uh, I think we need hope in our country, especially in terms of, of, of unemployment. And the hope that we give through the mentorship that they give and the leadership skills that they give uh, is, is, is outstanding. So I'm really, really blessed. And, and you know, back to the, that mental health thing, because suddenly your outlook changes immediately overnight. So you don't have that very heaviness that you carry with you of worrying about mm. a job. Overnight, mm. you, you have a different outlook on life. You do, you do. Uh, I think that's what I'm saying, that it's such an important topic in our society. Because if you're stressing about where tomorrow or what's going to happen tomorrow, I mean, like a lot of people lost their jobs during COVID-19. A lot of people. To the point where they are sitting there with the stress of what am I going to do next? And But then it's so hard to determine what's going to happen next because this pandemic is filled with a lot of uncertainty, you know? Um, and, uh, and I think this is the time where we engage in those conversations where you sit down and you realize that it's okay not to be okay. We engage with each other on a level of kindness and compassion that is needed in our societies today. Do you have any fears looking into this year? Yes. My fear is not doing myself proud, if I'm being honest. Wow. I think I've got a lot of potential. I can, I've always believed that I can change the world. I've always believed that. So ever since I was young, when I was eight, I wanted to build a big haven with white walls and a blue roof where women and children could come in. Mm. And when they come in there, I didn't, want to, I didn't just want to give them humanitarian assistance. No, I wanted to make sure that they get equipped with skills where they can be agents of their own future, leave them, be empowered. I had that dream when I was eight. Mm. Imagine now I'm 24 and I believe that I can make that a reality. But then I, when I, when I had those dreams, I still lived in the village. Now I have access to opportunities beyond my wildest dreams, you know. But then it's about making sure that you use those opportunities wisely, mm-hmm. making sure that you don't you don't just um, uh, 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 take the seat and get the prizes, but actually make a change in our society. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't, I'm so glad that I come from the village that I come from because it teaches me to give back. Mm-hmm. I, today I actually heard something very interesting. Um, success means nothing if it doesn't um, help other people. Mm-hmm. You know, you can't call yourself successful if the, if the other people in the room are suffering. There's no way. Um, so I just want to be an agent of change. I think that's what I want my way to be about, to make sure that I bring about change and live a life of service and be of service to my country. Shirafato, hmm. you, you know, the world is your oyster. I just cannot wait to see, you know, what it is that you're part of your such, you've got such grace and such wisdom. I, we really, really congratulate you. Thank you for talking to us this afternoon and all the best for the year. Thank you so much for having me and having such a wonderful conversation with me. Thank you. It was really, really good. Thank you so much. And thank you so much to South Africa. I've been seeing the headlines. I've been seeing the videos. I've been mm. seeing the posts. Obviously, I can't respond to all of them, but I yeah. see them. I appreciate them, and I love you all so much. We are proud. Thank you, Chirufatso Musida, who is the newly crowned Miss SA 2020.